0: Hi, my name is Laura Jean Clark. I am the founder and CEO of MUNAI. And femtech for me is, I hope, a historical term that will be used uh, as healthcare should be uh, including women's health as well.
1: Welcome to Femtech Focus with Dr. Brittany Barreto, exploring the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Welcome to the FemTech Focus Podcast, where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with FemTech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Brittany Barreto. and today's episode I interview Laura June Clark, the CEO and founder of Munai. Munai is an app that uses audio wavelengths to improve pain experience during one's period. Certain sounds, frequencies, and rhythms can impact the central nervous system and help reduce the perception of menstrual pain. Munai partnered with neuroscientists, gynecologists, and psychoacoustic, who knew that existed, these experts to provide the most effective sounds for period pain relief. Now, I'd love for us to listen to an example of this music before we jump into the interview. So here, take a listen to this. Now, is that soothing or what? Be sure to download Munai in the App Store or visit their website and learn more at munai.es. That's Munai, M-O-O-N-A-I dot E-S. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Laura, welcome to the show. Hi, Brittany. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to have you. Do you remember when we first met? I'm trying to think back. I feel like I've known you for a while now.
0: I think it's like more than a year and a half ago, I would say. Definitely beginning of 2021. Or something yeah.
1: Like that. Which in startup is like decades. Decades. Yes. I was talking to somebody yesterday and we were like introducing ourselves to other people. We were like, we're long time friends. And then we realized we have only known each other for like, maybe two and a half three years but in our minds and our startup minds we're like oh it's been generations our families are yeah. friends you know
0: <laughs> like yeah absolutely i think like the the, the the relativity perspective from startup it like sounds like we went through war together and yeah so on.
1: exactly exactly they're like so last summer and we're like oh yeah i guess technically <laughs> like um so I feel that way with you feel like we've had this long journey but it's probably only been like 18 months but nevertheless yeah
0: but (laughs) thanks because you were the first one to to answer back when we were looking for some support and advice I really appreciate that
1: I love it I love my early stage founders I love my founders so much Well, Laura, um, you know, even though we have this long-term relationship, I still don't know like your personal background. So could you please tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, um, where you're calling from today and kind of your journey? Where did you grow up? Did you go to school and how did you get into Femtech?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I grew up in Belgium, first of all, represent uh, and uh, I went to school, yes, indeed, and I was always passionate about science, so I kind of majored in high school, if we can say that, in, uh, in science, and always like trying to understand how things were working, basically. always very curious about things, and simultaneously to this, or since I can remember, I've always been as well passionate by music, and especially going to the records of my parents. Uh, I was raised under the Beatles and Woodstock vibes, so I would say that's like the two major points uh, of my childhood. Um, and then my background, I would say more academic. Uh, I studied business engineering, uh, which I think it's really specific to Belgium, but not what it is is business, uh, a business school, uh, but with as well as scientific uh, background and the idea is to form people to become, um, well, business people in the pharmaceutical industry or consulting with anything related to science or tech. Um, and while I did that, I was always focused in majoring in entrepreneurship. So always a big interest in that in that field. I was always in projects. So uh, my parents used to school me a lot because I was, I would say, not ready in school. Definitely at university, I was not in the auditorium. That's for sure. Uh, but I was always in different projects whether it comes to like bringing people together, create something, whether it's creative and t- together. Uh, and And yeah, so I did that of, I graduated after five years, uh, bachelor master degree, and then I initiated uh, my career in anything related to startups and especially creative technology. So, whatever innovation or new technology applied to the creative industry would have focus on music tech or audio tech. Uh, and after five six years, creating as well independent consulting. Uh, um, there was a music label as well who's still running based in Paris. Uh, And now I I founded uh, Munai uh, in Barcelona. And Munai is the audio app for alleviating period pain and improving women's well-being.
1: I love it. So at what point did you become passionate about women's health or think that you needed to put your skills in this industry? Uh,
0: So I think there's two different things. There's uh I if you were interviewing my father he would probably tell you that I was being very rebellious and very feminist uh since day one and that's probably because I was always arguing back against him uh and questioning (laughs) some rules and questioning why oh I cannot play football why is that oh because your girl although he let me play football I like to clarify this but (laughs) kind of, you know like very British as well rules or like uh, norms and no oh, not ladylike okay well, does it need to be ladylike? and since i'm five years old i was talking back and trying to be a very little napoleon about these things so i say that passion but i never saw myself as feminist or being in women's health or being advocate uh, in that area uh, i was just doing my thing so that's that's how i always saw things i try not to talk too much and do Mm -hmm. And then when I met my ex-co-founder, when we started working on Munai, she is really advocate um, and has such a big expertise in that field. Uh, She studied that uh, all her life. And so she really introduced me to this uh, aspect while I was bringing more, I would say, the tech and the audio technology and all this aspect to it. And bit by bit, I basically learned more about it, met people like you. Uh, in most of the community, I would say, um, in, in women's health care, femtech, uh, who's all very collaborative, which is absolutely fantastic. I don't think you get that in other industries. Um, and as well, I would say that more and more by learning and working on Munai, discovering some things. We were just talking earlier on about some other norms or things I don't understand in 2022, how it's possible to happen. Um, it just got me more and more, well, pulled into it. Uh, so I would say, yeah, I I fell into that sector. Which actually you know, cool, well, at the I, end.
1: I think there is a femtech advocate in almost all of us, but we just didn't know that we had to advocate for it. You know, yes. um, I'm a person who's always fought for women's rights. But yet I had no idea, even as a scientist, how biased science and medicine was towards male biology. So a mm-hmm. lot of times it's just needing to open the door, <laughs> crack the door for the feminists of the world. And then they're like, what? Yeah,
0: no, it's it's, it's quite interesting because uh, I always um, it, it's obviously a bit controversial what I'm going to say. Um, but bear with me. I I'm not really fond of using the word feminist, femtech, woman healthcare, because it again emphasizes the difference. Whereas we're talking about health and it should be any gender. And I'm talking about whether it's masculine, feminine, transsexual gender as well, like any or whatever gender you want to be, but it should be health, universal health. So I'm always a bit confused about the, the the wording because it's an opportunity that you want to see. My mother didn't have these chances when it comes to, oh, we're going to invest in femtech and so on. So you want to appear and be in that community and be strong together. But at the same time, there's this dilemma of like raising the differences. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as you said, I didn't think of myself as a in that field because it's a human thing. So, why yeah. would you need to actually advocate against it or for it? It doesn't make sense. But here we are. 2022. Here we are. <laughs> I said the recent event still like yeah. fighting for very, very common sense uh, rights, but yeah. it is what it is.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's how far behind we are. And that's why, you know, I personally hope that femtech as a word doesn't exist anymore in the future. But I think for right now, it's been so underserved that like, it needs the it needs a movement and the movement needs a word. And so I'm behind it for now. But I'm also totally with you on the same page. Yeah, it's
0: it's like, it's not I'm not for or against it. It's just like, this is my opinion. It's not black or white. It's just yes, good see the opportunity let's stick together but as well let's raise the concern about the fact that we might increase the difference again so yeah that's cautious right. about it
1: that's right well let's jump into your company what is Munai
0: so Munai is uh an audio app uh who helps alleviate pain and beyond and what I mean by beyond is as well improving well-being in general so just to give a bit of context of how it is, when it comes, because it always sounds very strange with the audio, Apple period, things, what. Um, so, we started working on this project when my co founder and I we met at a uh, uh, hackathon, the typical 72 hours uh, to build a startup from scratch, Silicon Valley vibe. Um, and so, that was really exciting, unless you're a woman who just started her cycle and your 72 hours is like just gone. Uh, so, that, that's what happened. And we were just thinking, wow, okay, we have 72 hours. We don't even have time to, uh, well, uh, manage our pain or to lie down, to take a rest. It's not possible. So slowly getting to the realization that society is not really adapted for half of the worldwide population. Um, and knowing my, my, my background in audio technology and the fact that I was already using sound to trick my brain because I, I have ADHD, so I use music, who has this really incredible power over me, whether it's my soul, my brain, my body, but to trick my brain to do things or to trick me. So we started questioning as a way to basically um, alternate pain perception and even the emotional states linked to menstrual uh, pain through sounds and music. And mm. basically, this is how it started. So we went from the science side, talked with uh, neuroscientists, a doctor who conducted. Actually, the clinical trial on how does music affect people suffering from dyspnea area, uh, scientific, scientific term for acute pain. And at the same time, we were doing some user research by talking to more than 130 women based in Europe and US and asking them a bit like, OK, what's their journey for menstrual pain? And aside from the pain itself, obviously, it was the lack of non-chemical and non-intrusive solution mm-hmm. with a comprehensive approach. Because again it's like oh you have to pay Uh, here's a you know a pill and that's it like as is as if one size fits all whereas it's it's not the case so that's how it started um and so now we've been maybe two years into it uh we had our first product coming out like the first version of the app who came out discreetly I would say in February because it was still like uh-huh. uh working it out and now it's like on we stayed, just started communicated a bit more however without any communication we reached 10 000, um downloads uh in so like of less, less than three months it was just absolutely insane and the comments feedback whereas you know what it is it's like the mvp who goes out it's like in, the most shittiest version you can imagine of. Like, yeah, of founders are all ashamed.
1: I feel that yeah. way all the time. I'm always like, I could do better, but please, I need feedback.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, this is like the shittiest thing. I mean, I'm very proud of it, but of yeah. course it was like the basic feature just to see yeah. if people downloaded, people yeah. would use it, Now they're coming back. And we yeah. got that. So yeah, that's that's about it. So obviously it's an audio app for alleviating period pain um, in cross-section of healthcare, audio technology, Tech but as well as I recently Psytech, because it is a psychological intervention through technology um, which is a rising sector uh, and uh, and yeah the, the purpose is just to offer tools who won't be chemical and intrusive for women and whoever identify or as women or whoever wants to use it uh, to feel better
1: well you know I want to dive into how does sound and music scientifically, biologically help you feel better? Because I mean, even just this past Friday with the news of Roe versus Wade, I was telling my team like, Hey y'all self-care this weekend, listen to your favorite songs. Like I can recall like even suggesting that, but yet I had no idea there was actually science behind that. Um, I understand like I have certain like pump up songs when I work out, like that get me motivated. But I think that you're probably alluding to something way more scientific Um, or maybe it's kind of the same. So just kind of dive into that for us.
0: It's a bit of a whole bubble of that. Um, I I, I don't know if you saw or you're familiar with Stranger Things. Yes. The, The last season yes Uh, but there's something weird about how music actually saved one of the main character because music is going to certain part of the brain that um, conversation wouldn't have so on so for me it was very interesting to see this pop out because Uh I guess the timing is perfect just like use pop culture
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs)
0: Netflix for the endorsement love that Um, so yeah there's different things so just to keep it kind of short because it's very an extensive um topic and i usually really get carried out on the on it and we'll <laughs> another until tomorrow probably and actually there are some podcasts about that on spotify so <laughs> if you want another listen about it please <laughs> go um so we are working especially when we talk about music it's more sound and more exactly soundscapes okay. uh, so it's this kind of um immersive sounds that you would hear who's a bit drawn ambient uh no repercussion but it's um based on really how it's going to create this field the surrounding around you so just to clarify soundscape what it is um and how what's the science behind it is basically what we're trying to do what we're not trying to do what we are doing is uh we're provoking brainwave entrainment and so Brainwave entrainment is how some external stimuli like audio can influence your brainwave to behave as if you were in a pain-free state or in a relaxed state. There's different range uh, going for alpha, beta, beta waves whatsoever. And these, you can influence them uh, by creating specific sounds who are called binaural beats. And so just a very short explanation, binaural beats is when you create a sound where in the left and the right ear, there's a difference of frequency, let's say 100 hertz and 110. Yeah. Your brain hates when there's an imbalance, so it will create a third illusion of that 10 hertz in between. This 10 hertz is therefore influencing your brain waves. Oh. That's a bit the mechanism. Uh, so depending on the frequency difference, you have different effects of relaxation, but still being alert and productive. Or deep sleep, uh, completely like falling asleep, and in, in so there's different areas. So that's one thing is the brain training with the vinyl beat. Uh, I'm, I'm i Let me know if I'm going too far into details.
1: So I told you, like I usually get carried away. No, you're um, doing great. This is good. I'm very interested in this. So okay. And
0: and then there's other sector like um how the sound is being built or the parameters of the sound, as I would call them. So for example, every sounds, sounds, and music has a a BPM, a beat per minute. Mm -hmm. So for example, we would calibrate it around 60, because 60 BPM is how your heartbeat is at a relaxed state. So naturally, if you listen to it, your breathing is going to adjust to what you're hearing. And therefore, breathing is increasing. Oxygen level is increasing. Your veins are dilating due to that. So the blood flow um, is way better. And what causes mainly period cramp is the obstruction of the block flow. So that's one of it. And just to let you know, we have like 50 parameters different, like is it major, major, major note, minor notes, et cetera. So that's a bit the science, and we work with neuroscientists, uh, such as Dr. Lee Bartle, um, Dr. Hannah Harvey, but as well, some award-winning sound engineer, um, who as well have a, a, an expertise in neuroscience, such as Tom Middleton. So we're always working together with all the clinical trials who are out, the research paper who are out, what they have been doing for all their life, which is an extensive amount of work. Um, and we we'll work together to create this guideline that we then uh, present to our sound designers, and they go through validation to bring the sound into the app. And then uh, there's obviously a different validation system, but the last one is in the app. There's a user feedback. So once you listen to the son, you can literally say, yeah, it helped me. No, it didn't. And so we are improving the algorithm for this as well.
1: So freaking cool. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Rosie, if you haven't heard of this female founded sexual health app recommended by more than 4,500 doctors and therapists, you're missing out, ladies. Rosie was created by an OBGYN and is the first platform dedicated to women's sexual health concerns. Whether you're looking to spice things up, get more comfortable with your body, find a certified sex coach, or feel less alone by connecting with others in a similar situation, Rosie is the right place for you. Visit meetrosy.com backslash femtechfocus to redeem a free month of the Rosie Silver Membership Package today. You seriously have to take advantage of this deal while you can. I love the app. The Rosie app is changing women's lives. Visit m e e t r o s y M-E-E-T-R-O-S-Y.com backslash femtechfocus to get started today. And now back to the interview. so I have a lot of questions (laughs) as I do. (laughs) Um, so, you know, one thing I'm a big fan of is EMDR for PTSD treatment where it's essentially bilateral stimulation. So you're doing, um, sometimes you hold these little pods that vibrate and it goes left, right, left, right. Or you can do tapping on your legs, left, right, left, right. Or, or even walking can stimulate that bilateral stimulation. And that's why they say like, taking a walk with a friend and like ch- just chatting about stuff helps you process it way faster. Um, do, do you know of any music bilateral stimulation? Like if the music was in one ear and then the other ear, the other ear, one ear, one ear, you know, like, does that, is that a, a method of this?
0: Um, I think it's connected as well with what I was explaining with the binaural beats Yeah, working on different frequencies, but for sure there's other thing called uh spatial audio. You place around the movement of the sound that you would hear from left to right. And so a bit, um, I would say, changing your sensation, what you're used to. So spatial audio, whether it's me personally or in the plans of Munai, it's something that we're looking deeply into. Uh, Everything related to, as I said, audio technology and innovation is the field where I'm obsessed with. And that definitely triggers um, some brain areas. And who lighten up what you were explaining as well with the motricity. Um I read that not long ago in a research paper, but the fact of juggling with balls is training the elasticity of your brain as well. So whether it comes from a motricity level or as well just auditive one, yeah. for sure it's impacting your brain and creating this kind of elasticity and improving some 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 of the um what was the cognitive function of it.
1: Cool. Do any sets of headphones work with this or do you need specific types of headphones?
0: So, obviously, I would say the better quality, the, the better it is. Um, we are actually testing right now. I love that you asked this question because we recently, and I say recently, it's like literally the month of May, uh, started to work uh, to create a lab, uh, Munai Lab, uh, which is called 6K, um, where the idea is to test gear there, uh, not only for the producer that we have in Barcelona to come and produce with the right gear and to try mm. to test new things, but as well as the user how do you consume it? What is going to be the most efficient? Because obviously we can't propose an app who will require super expensive headset? Yeah. That's not going to happen. I mean, we can try, I'm not sure <laughs> if going work out. We can recommend, which is part of like what we have in plan, um, especially that I can say in like business development and marketing, we do have this uh, recommendation because at the end we want to ensure the right um, experience, immersive experience. Uh, but the idea is to at least have headsets, headphones, um, uh, earbuds uh, to have this different frequency. Yeah, uh, You can have it. You can listen to the sound through your computer in a speaker. But we do recommend through the app, please listen to headphones. This is how the, it works. We explain in the app why we do recommend it. Not mm-hmm. like, oh, the binaural, the brainwave entrainment, binaural beat. This is how it works. This is why you need headphones. And because as well nowadays, everybody do have some. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's recommendation of the highest quality, of course, for everything, but it would do with any headphones and ear- earphones that you have available.
1: Well, cool. um, what about the deaf community? Could they participate in this even if they can't really hear it?
0: Um, So unfortunately, no. Uh, and I'm actually quite comfortable with this question as well because we can't do everything for everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we have as well, like, Question: Although it's an app linked to women's health and mental health, we have a lot of men asking us, what about us? Yeah. So it's like we can't tackle everything, so we're focusing on this approach. However, some features um, later on in our in our roadmap, uh, which will be more linked to haptic uh, sensation, uh, might be useful then for, for the uh, hearing-impaired community, non-hearing-impaired community. Um, but at this stage it's focusing obviously it's an audio app so yeah uh, we are focusing right now on people who have the ability to uh, listen Mm -hmm. uh, but then later on there might be some feature would make it more accessible for them
1: cool so cool Um, and yes I totally agree we cannot be everything to everyone I was just kind of curious about the science of the audio stuff with that that community but Let's dive into specifically how this audio science is helping women with uh, menstrual cramps. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about the biology like why do periods hurt? I think I know, right? I think we all kind of know, but you really know. I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> why do periods hurt and how would audio um, you know support that pain? So,
0: um I wouldn't say I know it all, because yeah. as we just discussed before uh, we started, uh, we are making discovery every day. And considering that women were included in a lot of clinical trials only in the 90s, uh, there's still a lot to be discovered. We were talking about the moon as well, effect and so on. So uh, I would say that I'm, I'm every day learning more, every day um, trying to make progress on that. And as well as a part of MUNAI is trying to educate as well people on, on their body, basically. So why do they have um, this different factor? But I think the most one who's always put forward and a biological level is the prostaglandins, uh, which is, um, well, these this, uh, glands that uh, are being triggered when your uterus is uh, shedding this inner lina, uh, which, if I'm not mistaken, is like causing this inflammation. But um, that's one biological thing. The other thing is um, the whole psychology behind it, the whole emotional part behind it, um, which we are trying to cover in these three sections. So biologically, we deliver some sound um, to help with the pain perception of this prostaglandins sending signals that it hurts, um, nice. and trying to uh, to to intervene at that level. So as I said, external in, external stimulation with audio to alternate the pain perception. Um, the psychological level is like we know that we're going to have a period, we know it's going to hurt, so therefore it's, it's triggering this kind of you know, when you're you're expecting something to hurt, it hurts. Oh yeah, definitely. So there's as well this part of having this audio and sound, it does create a distraction to it. So it's helpful as well to to have this kind of sound to have our head disconnected from it, um, and as well having this app who's basically telling you, hey, I'm can I help you to alleviate your pain. So this kind of this um, the this sensation that you're being listened to and like you're acting towards. You're, you're making a self-care, use this self-care, which show that a lot of self-care intervention are having as much as efficiency as any other painkillers uh, or uh, chemical intervention. And then the third point is more the social aspect or, or how do you define this, this fact of um, feeling alone, basically, mm-hmm. um, feeling that it's, well, your period, you're feeling isolated, you have this shift of emotions going on and so on. So that's the third point where we are trying to intervene as where we are try, we are intervening as well. It's like the sense of community, like you're not alone. You everybody's going through it, um, and so uh, emphasizing this aspect as well. So that will be the three verticals. But in terms of what does it trigger aside from the prostaglandins, the blood flow restriction, and so on, there's still so much unknown.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it's more than six hundred different symptoms.
1: 600, like
0: when, symptoms?
1: 600 different symptoms. Oh my when God. That,
0: when I learned that, and then I had some people ask me, yeah, but if I have a back pain, please go use it. Like it's 600 different symptoms. It's insane.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, speaking about that, what, well, I guess. I'd like to talk about like, what else could this help with? But first tell me, you know, you have these 10,000 users and I'm so freaking impressed with you. I'm so proud again, like, you know, having met someone who says I have an idea to like, people are using it. Like, I love it. So what are people, what are people's feedback on the app?
0: Um. So first of all, thank you so much. And I must say that when it went out, people use it and we got the first, um, actually result of our prototype not the mvp even when we did yeah. it like secretly and we saw that people were saying oh it helped me i can't believe it they, there was really this moment where i was like shit i can't believe it actually works <laughs> i <It> mean <was>, like, <laughs> like, like it was like everything was so theoretical and we're, like i can't believe that it actually works like yeah. although we always believed in it and yeah. it was just like oh wow okay cool so that was really amazing and then now when since the, the product come, came out the, the MGP came out uh, in February um, the first comments were just brilliant uh, there were always uh, there was a lot of bugs in the app so the app was closing down like typical yeah, first typical you yeah love,
1: you if love your app programs. is bugging out right now you're an early stage founder don't worry it happens to all of us just tell people to chill you'll be fine oh uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's definitely something I would have loved to You know, it's like it can't, it won't be perfect. It's gonna yep. crash. The app is going. Oh, it, there was so many anxiety with with these apps and the the war that I had with the developers as well. That's another lesson. Find someone, a product person, to do the translation between the dev and yes. the
1: business.
0: Super <laughs> important. Awesome. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we we got the first. I would say between uh, February to April. Uh, more or less like the first reviews out which overall was like we love the app but it's bugging Mm -hmm. but it was only these kind of thing it was like i love it i love the sounds it's really helpful i'm frustrated because it shut down so it was like negative feedback but at the same time good feedback because people wanted more and more and more so uh instead of being feeling bad about it we took it like again a fuel to like okay cool and now since the last two months so there's been some. Some review and update about the paradigm, and every time somebody's adding a comment it's just like it's i can't explain it's like you know opening a present at christmas sounds super cheesy but that's how it is because what you are working on is actually helping people um comments like people with endometriosis which um, we never claim to do anything for endometriosis it's a medical uh, situation who requires a lot of medical attention we are not a medical device we don't claim in that in that field so having people suffering from endometriosis telling us hey it, it didn't cut off all my pain but actually I managed to sleep which it's impossible when I'm having my crisis mm-hmm. and I was like oh wow like wow. I, like that's instead so people who go to could go to the hospital when it happened would actually listen to when an I and manage to proceed um so that was the first one and then What was very interesting as well, it was the viral coefficient. So how many people were recommending it without us asking? (laughs) And that's the power, I think, of like women, because when it works, we just talk about it, especially when it comes to self-care or menstrual health Mm -hmm. and so on. So it was always like, yeah, I've been recommended this. Ah, can I hear more about it? And so, so far, only positive comment about how it improves uh, well-being, how it improves people to to actually lower the the pain, to feel better. Other people are coming for totally other reasons that they're using the app. So people who are pregnant, people going through an IVF, which uh, I didn't know anything about IVF. Um, am I saying that right? IVF, IVG? Uh, the fertility process. That yep, you're doing? Yep,
1: IV, yeah, yep, IV Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. So I'm totally unfamiliar with it, but what I've heard it's sort of very long, lengthy process, very tough emotionally, very hiring oh, yeah. um, and some people mentioned that they were using the sound just to as well like feel better about it or try to improve their mood because we're there's an action of creation of endorphins serotonin uh-huh. that is being implied and there's a lot of different cases but like yeah IDF there's people who used it as well um, uh, um, for chemo Like they go through the chemo sessions and they need to have this kind of A relaxing moment where they 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 don't think about the pain they don't think about what's happening to them Uh, and then maybe in a lighter mood my own mother uses it when she gets angry at my father for example and she wants to relax (laughs) that's like i'm hearing so many things and i'm like okay that's great i mean we're focused on menstrual pain because we have this comprehensive approach where the question that we ask for the personalization of the app because it's not here's a sound it's like no what's your intensity of your pain what's your emotion and what are you looking to do? Are you trying to be focused or are you trying to be relaxed? because that's mm-hmm. going to be different sounds. So that's how we're focusing on menstrual pain and and the education behind it. But truth is that it improved, that's what we say and beyond, because we are seeing so many people using it and apps dedicated for women well-being. Well, um there's not a lot. There's a lot of initiatives going out now, which thankfully, Yep. but audio app in that targeting aside from headspace and calm you are like targeting like mental health in general which is brilliant but you know as women there's different uh aspects to it there's different emotion implied to it menstrual pain is not just physical pain as I explained There's emotional behind it it's mm. social it's so much more than a back ache for example yep.
1: Yep. So, Yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm, this is so awesome. You know, you mentioned a few things that are very fem techie. I know you're like, ah, right. Healthcare. It's healthcare. <laughs> I know. I know. But there's, there's some aspects. Of targeting women's health that are unique. And that's why I argue for when anyone in health tech or med tech says, oh, I'm just going to start a women's health thing. I'm like, there are unique aspects that we're working with here. And you mentioned some of them. One, targeting loneliness. A lot of women feel lonely in their conditions, whether that be about their periods or their migraines or their autoimmune disease a lot of women feel isolated. So the fact that you have community is awesome. It's a big part of being a successful femtech company. And then second, you talked about uh, the referral program. The number one sales uh, method in femtech is referrals. Women, if it works, they will tell their friends. And so um, if you are not seeing a viral effect, don't feel too bad. But there is a certain aspect of like, how well is your product working? Because if it's a rock star product, women will tell their friends usually. So
0: yeah, um, definitely. Like I couldn't agree more. This is what that that's really what I would say was used as a fuel. And I, I must say, I must thank uh, Elena, my ex-co-founder for that, because she was always saying, if we get the product out, it doesn't matter the future whatsoever. We just need to taste the basics. Yeah, And the basic is like, are they going to use it? And are they going to come back and talk about it? Yeah. And, and when we saw the these things happening in front of us, we're like, are we, did we just like you use did. something
1: here? Yeah, you tapped happened? into something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So awesome. Well, Laura, we have two last questions that our listeners love. Um, the first one is, uh, if someone wanted to start a femtech startup, what's an area in women's health and wellness that you think still needs innovating?
0: Many, <laughs> there's <laughs> so many. I think, first of all, I think it's good to target a niche. Uh, although I'm, I'm I'm not claiming otherwise, so that's the most experienced. Uh, some people will disagree on me. But um, it seems to me that in terms of business, it's better to target a niche of an unaddressed uh, problem uh, that we know that there's uh, really fuses behind, community behind people who will use the product. It's a real pain. Um, and then I would say a specific one, um, well, obviously menstrual, menstrual health, it's still, there's still many things behind it. And like, for example, in the likes of recent events, uh, GDPR regarding fertility tracking apps, because now we know that, uh, well, we're kind of in deep shit, if I may say, with uh, everything related to our fertilities and tracking and so on. So, I think now that one of the biggest concerns is to make sure that these information are encrypted, um, that they are not being shared, used. Uh, otherwise, women will just not, well, that, uh, delete these kind of apps. Um, so, that, that's something to look into, like the whole security behind these information, who are very, very sensitive. Uh, and I think there's a lot of work to still be done in uh, data, sensitive data, regarding especially to femtech, uh, because most of us are all coming. In that field based on first frustration but usually we we are not i'm i'm maybe generalizing i don't know i'm just saying that out loud but we don't come from like a deep tech or or security mm-hmm. and i think this is an area where there should be like some more um innovation or incentives and look upon it um and linked to menstrual health as well i would say something about the menstrual health but our cycles are affecting our habits and we were talking about productivity and so on which I'm 31 years old and I'm discovering only now that depending on the week it's going to affect me differently so yep. we were talking about this some week where you need to be in total isolation which I'm right now like don't talk to me I'm doing a lot of self-reflection introspection I need to be like doing administrative work And other moment was like I need to be out social and like I have this energy uh-huh. peak and no one ever told us that, nope. which is, it's unbelievable because we know we have these cycles and no, not one point we would have it maybe it's affecting us in a different way, even for eating habit, the weight loss, the weight yes. loss, it's a, it's a struggle because we're going through these formal changes. So all of this needs to be like, continue what's happening. Because I think that. Uh obviously Rome wasn't built in one day. There's still a lot thing going on and we're doing 10 step forwards and then an eight step back, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the
1: countries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel yeah, like in think, America we're just falling down a mountain. We're just like contempt tumbling down. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I think I think it's like it's 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 progressing. I think you know it's the same for for everything. It's always it's hum, humans are like that. You always need to go from one extreme and then like calibrate back to find an equilibrium. Um, I think there needs to be as well, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm being um, cautious with the word femtech or women's health and so on, is we need to show more that it's tech, healthcare, care, um, information and technology to show the, unfortunately, the value behind it. Or, for example, when I'm pitching Munai to, to investment funds and so on, I talk in terms of figures. Yeah, A woman is taking nine days of work uh, during a whole year because of her menstrual pain that represent more or less 7.7 million euros of loss on average for company nearly. It, it, I think, unfortunately, if you want to have progress, you need, um, I, I like to use the example of like crossing a stream, a river stream. You just can't go straight like this and fight and take the risk to drown because of you're losing all your strength. But if you go with the flow, you will cross the other side in a more secure way, a more smooth way. But, yeah, you need to, like, uh, there's an expression in French to say, like, you need to bite on on your gum for that. Like, it, <laughs> it goes against the nature of, like, trying to fight, trying to show basic things, basic yeah. human rights. But, yeah, unfortunately, you need to go that way. And that's, if it, if that's the way to go. I'm the first one to do it. I'm always saying I'm the most non-ethical person in that way. Because at least once I get in a position where I can do things, I will do them. But yeah. I need to get there to do this. First.
1: That's right. Ah, oh, Laura, we could talk all day. Yes, the last absolutely. question I have is: uh, What do you think the femtech industry as a whole needs the most right now in order to be successful?
0: Investments.
1: Investment. Give us <laughs> the Investment. money. We can't do it. I,
0: I'm. I'm. I'm on a around that again. Very controversial. Um, I think I'm just saying every controversial thing that Shumlee said. Um, but I think it, it, I love the support system of the Femtech community. It's absolutely insane. I never saw, I again, I come from more music tech, audio tech, which I think is very highly collaborative because it's based on a passion, which is music. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love this field and so on. But Femtech is like on another level. Everyone's want to collaborate, which even creates new business schemes yeah. So nobody's seeing anybody as competition, but rather, hey, actually how can we work together? Yeah. And that's something they want we saw with all the other apps and, and there's so many shout-outs I want to do from other femtech company organizations, someone who just welcomed us in the space and just trying to find a way to well make an improvement because that's the end goal and not profit is one thing, but the other end goal is like improving uh health. Um, but The the sad truth is, as well, there's a lack of investment. There's some initiative going out out there. But if you look at most of accelerator program or or open calls, pitch competition, and it's no mean to um, uh, diss anyone, but usually it's, oh, we are going to offer mentorship. We are going to offer this, which is nice. Um, I've been now in in MUNAI since uh, nearly two years. I don't know how many accelerator programs I did, incubators competition pitch like so many so that was fine at the beginning but now it's like yeah okay but now it's investment yeah and that's i think the the area which is 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 needed and especially in my experience there's a lot of um uh femtech dedicated fund uh and i would say mainly in europe mm-hmm. uh, not that i'm trying to not say anything about co adventure <laughs> no no but like uh, be- mainly in europe where because femtech is seen as a movement of women and like oh we're trying to help each other so we're not serious whatsoever that the criteria are tougher
1: mm-hmm. to
0: answer and so it's 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 really interesting to see this kind of uh what's going on so i'm talking about my own experience right so it's not it's really based on on what i see and what has happened for us um that we find more funds good uh to its non-specialized uh, investment, or focus one, but yeah. So I would say investment is a uh, is what we need. We need more money into it, and I think a way to do so is to emphasize on not tech but healthcare and how yeah. impacts. Basically, how other people are going to get money, basically, because at the end goal, that's how they want they they want to know. Yep. yep. The true Laura. This
1: has been an amazing <laughs> conversation. You're incredible. Thank you so much for being Thank on the show today.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you for listening to my interview with Laura June Clark, the CEO and founder of Munai. Be sure to download Munai in the App Store or visit their website to learn more. That's Munai, M O O N A I.ES. Be sure to give the show a five-star review and share it with a friend. Join our virtual community at femtechfocus.org and join the thousands of other Femtech founders, investors, and mentors advancing women's health. While in the virtual community, sign up to be a FemPro member for only $15 a month and get access to our assets such as the Femtech Company Database and our self-guided Femtech Accelerator. Keep an eye out for our monthly Femtech book club, which happens the last Wednesday of every month and subscribe to our newsletter. Last but not least, please consider setting up a recurring monthly donation to Femtech Focus. We are a 501c3 nonprofit and rely on your donations to operate. Okay, Fem fans, until next time, keep innovating because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness.